My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Why Bloody Valentine? I'm Rich and I'm here with Carol. Hi. And we watched What Women Want. And now I know all the things women want. Name two. Well, to be fair, they don't really narrow it down in this. Women want a lot of fucking things. Uh, you said you know them, so name two that well, you I know. I could name anything. They want to not be told gross jokes by gross men. That's for sure. And they want people... You just told me what women don't want. They want you to respect them and not sexually harass them with crude jokes. That's another what women don't want. They don't want to be sexually harassed. I said they want to be respected. Okay. They want to be treated as colleagues and peers. How about that? Sure. That instead of the joke one. And they want to be noticed. They want people to notice them. Like Suicide Girl wanted to be noticed. Yeah, though some people want to be not noticed. Yeah, there's a lot of things women actually don't want Yeah. in this movie. Like, too much tongue. They don't want that. Yeah. They would rather you tell them you're gay instead of that you're just not into them. Yeah. What else don't women want? No, you're supposed to know what women do want. They want the road. What women want? They want no games, just sports. Oh my god. No, that's what Nike wants. Yeah, and Nike gets what Nike wants. So I thought this movie was way older than it is, but no, it was released in the year 2000. It's rated PG-13, and um, there's none of the other counts, no boobs. No kills. Well, why would there be kills in the rom-com? No jump scares. It's a rom-com. Sometimes they get you with jump scares in the rom-com. Now, did you ever see that movie with Matthew McConaughey and, like, Terry Bradshaw? What the fuck is that called? Failure to launch. Mm-hmm. There's, like, squirrels and shit that pop out and bite them. There's all <laughs> kind of weird shit with animals going on. Yeah. So that's kind of jump scary. So we'll do the cast, and I'm only going to do a couple people. First up is Mel Gibson as Nick Marshall. Braveheart himself, baby. He he really screams guy that I would not like. Like border- in the whole movie, or no? I mean in real life, Mel oh. Gibson. In the movie, I do not like him. He seems kind of like an like a like a belligerent drunk guy. There's definitely some anti-Semitism that has been bandied about, but I do like his fucking movies. It's annoying. I like Lethal Weapon. I even kind of, it, it's it's like bad. It's not a good movie, but Signs is interesting. He's pretty all right in it. I'll say the movie kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't really like Signs. I don't know if we're ever going to cover it on this podcast. I don't even know if it's a horror movie. Yeah, I don't 
I don't it's know kind of a sci-fi that. movie about a bunch of really stupid aliens that are allergic to water and take over the 80% water planet. Yeah. Very dumb. It's pretty dumb. Very dumb. And The Patriot, which is awesome. This is actually his second appearance on Why Bloody Valentine. Do you remember the first? No, I don't remember things like that. I don't remember anything. It was Casper. He was in Casper? He's one of the guys that pops up in the mirror when the dad is. Next up is Helen Hunt, and Helen Hunt is weird to me, too. She always kind of just looked like she's 35. She really does. Like, then she looked like she was 35, and now she looks like she's 35. Yeah. So she looked older than she was for a while there, then she looked age-appropriate, and now she just looks younger. So she just has always looked 35. I, Like, she's obviously attractive, but I've never been like, oh, she's hot. Like, she's not... Like, I don't think she's even, like, the most attractive woman in this movie. His ex-wife Gigi is more attractive. Uh, The barista girl is more attractive. And the suicide girl is, like, more up my alley, at least. Yeah, she's cute. So, it's just really weird. I love her. She's awesome in everything. Yeah, she's a really good actress. I think my favorite of her movies is Twister. I love Twister. Where did we watch that? We watched that in some hotel room. Was that down in Ocean City? Yeah. That we watched Twister? We always watch some weird fucking 90s movies when we go to a hotel room. Remember when we went to Inner Harbor that one time? And the first thing we did was watch the sixth sense yeah yeah we we really do watch we just watch whatever's on we watch a lot of impractical jokers it's like a meme in our family Mm -hmm. that we go on vacation to watch impractical jokers Mm -hmm. because for the longest time we didn't have cable or even like live streaming tv which we have fubo now so we could watch impractical jokers if we We wanted to to. be poor yeah yeah not no mo and we're just a little bit less poor yeah (laughs) I, she's probably most well known for the TV show Mad About You, though. Yeah. That went on forever. There's like 150 episodes. But to me, she's most well known for Twister. Oh, yeah. Easily the best thing she's ever been in. I also kind of confuse her with Jodie Foster for some reason. They don't really look alike, though, but I do confuse them. It's the demeanor. I think so. And the fact that Jodie Foster, except in like Taxi Driver, where she was a fucking child... Kind of always looked 35, too. I don't know if she's... They also both have, like, long, skinny necks. Yeah. I just kind of lumped them in together, and they were both popular at the same time. So, yeah, I kind of mixed them together. And we've got to mention Sarah Paulson, right? She's, like, his secretary in this movie. Mm-hmm. Or she, He has, like, a, a battalion of secretaries. He has those two dimwit secretaries, and then he has her that actually does all the work. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking awesome. They're more like his personal assistants. Yeah. And very personal, not yeah. like yeah, maybe, maybe, they do any of his Maybe work. that's backwards, though, because she does most of the assisting. Yeah. But she's awesome, and we love her in American Horror Story, yes. and we love her in Ratchet. She plays a good, crazy woman. Mm-hmm. So we love Sarah Paulson. So let's get this baby rolling. Sinatra in Dialogue. What is a man's man? You know what a man's man is? The leader of the pack. That's what they say. The leader of the pack. Vroom, vroom. I met him at the candy store. Do you like the Shangri-Las? Do you like that song? No. You don't like old-timey music like that? No. I do. My best friend does. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember we were talking about it. And I'm like, there's no way you've heard this song. And it was that. She's like, yeah. 
Yeah, I like, love that song. Yeah, it's like on our playlist. Yeah. I have eclectic taste in music. I will listen to Atreyu and then the Shangri-Las because I'm a weirdo. He's also someone that doesn't get what women want. They basically spend the first few minutes of this movie talking about how much of a piece of shit Nick Marshall is. He's like the stereotypical shitty dude. And a lot of it, according to them, can be chalked up to his mom being a showgirl. All little Nikki did was hang out with showgirls and like greasy club owners. So I guess they're saying this was more nurture than nature for him. But I don't know. It's hard to say. He is a charming, wealthy asshole is what it seems like. And they never do anything to dissuade you from believing that. Mm -hmm. This man, up until maybe the last five minutes of the movie, is consistently a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. Just always. a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, even like when he's turning it around, he's still being a piece of shit most of the time. He is so unlikable. He really is. It's worse now than... I remember watching it before. Yeah, because I think in the 90s, you kind of just accepted that all dudes were shitty like that. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, it's just an average dude. I still accept that all dudes are shitty like that. I just want better for myself now. Yes. Like, he's even smacking his mate on the ass and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he loves to sexually harass women, which, like, I don't do that. So it's very off-putting. You, you do it to me? You're my wife. Oh, okay. So you own my if you were, ass. So you I don't own your ass. You <laughs> okay. I just feel our relationship is different than if like a cleaning lady came over and I smacked her ass when all she's trying to do is pick up after me. Do I pick up after you? Yeah, but you're not. Am I your cleaning lady? Am I also your secretary? No, not you're not my secretary. And your cook? You're not my secretary. Not anymore. <laughs> You don't even put my things in the calendar anymore. You're right. I did stop doing that two weeks ago. Your whole life, I put all of your appointments and schedule into our calendar. And two weeks ago, I said, I'm no longer doing it. No, you didn't anymore. say that. You just stopped doing it. You figured it out. Well, yeah, but but a warning would be nice. I could have just started doing it. You did. Well, I did when I was like, I don't know if I work tomorrow. Like a warning would have been Okay. Okay, the next time I quit something that you should be doing yourself, I'll warn you first. That would be that would be reasonable, I think. Okay. So he purposely spills coffee on some girl just so he could wipe it off her tits? Not cool. He's the worst. He is. Like, you can see the gears turning. You're like, what's this guy doing? Is he going to flirt with this girl? No, he's just going to molest her. This guy is borderline a criminal. This is disgusting behavior. Yeah, it's really icky. And I bet in the 90s, people are like, ha ha. Right. Watching it now, it's petrifying. Especially if you like, because like I have like a corporate it's job like now. something Donald Trump would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, very much like so. Like he's done that before, I'm sure. So like with me having a more corporate managerial job now, I hear about all this stuff all the time. Like we get training on it. We have all these videos about it all the time. And I'm just like, my head is spinning throughout this whole movie. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is... A sexual harassment lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a nuclear lawsuit. He's going to get this company shut down by being such a fucking pig. Mm -hmm. and, and we're supposed to end up liking this guy, I think. I never get there. Uh, no. But I did when I watched it before. Well, I never get there this time, that's for sure. No. 
I'm kind of like they come back around to her being like weak by accepting this guy who fucking torpedoed her career. Maybe if he had stayed fired. We Maybe. Could, we could like him. But no, he doesn't he doesn't get any comeuppance for all the wrong things he done. He just gets forgiven. And he gets the girl. And he gets the girl. That's a bad message to send. There are no consequences for this man's actions the entire movie. And Except he's sad he's sad for two minutes. And now we've talked about the whole movie and we can end the podcast. Pretty much. We meet the barista. She's not fucking having it until he like tricks her into it. To the amazement of some fucking dork. But she wanted him the whole time. This is a broken girl. Yeah. And he preys on that. Another thing you could do in this movie, and when I realized it was in 2000, it seems a little late for this, is smoke everywhere. Yeah. You can just smoke in your office. You can smoke in the coffee shop. This was towards the end of that, though. It had to be the tail end of it. I guess I remember going to North Carolina and smoking in the mall with you. Mm -hmm. So that would have been 2004-ish. Right. It was definitely certain areas were quicker to get rid of it than others. But God, I feel like Chicago would have been... Cities are usually on the bleeding edge of that. I don't know. That feels like it was the last time I smoked in a place. Well, I don't smoke, but like... That feels like it was the last place I smoked in was that mall in North Carolina because North Carolina's we ain't never gonna stop smoking inside, which I don't think you can do in that mall anymore. No, if that mall even exists anymore. Right, I don't remember where that mall was. I don't remember going to a mall with you in North Carolina, so I don't know. It's weird that you don't remember going. To, well, that's not weird. You forget a lot of little non-important things like that. That is not I forget important, important things too. Yes, Don't give me but credit. I'm trying. I'm trying to be nice and shield you from your forgetfulness. Like I'm going to forget that I forget. So you forgot that we went to the mall, which is no big deal. The only thing I remember about the mall is being allowed to smoke in it. <laughs> Nothing else. I don't remember where it was. I don't remember what it looks like. I remember I got to smoke in it. Yeah, no clue. Nick is sure he's getting promoted, and the problem with this is business is starting to go down because there's much less sexism in the world, and these guys are bummed about it. They don't like all this equality bullshit. They don't like women's sports. They want to put a half-naked woman on an advertisement and call it a day, Mm -hmm. which that is not skillful. What do you mean? Like, they're, they're painting this man as this great ad man. But really all he's doing is putting chicks in bikinis and put them on an advertisement. Right. Anybody could do that. And they used to. Um, yeah, they and did. And it worked. But I mean, like, are you really good at your job if that's all your job is? Like, that seems easy. That seems like an easy job. Just put a hot chick on it. It seems real easy. Right. He's not getting the promotion because of this. The girl he's been talking shit about for about 10 minutes in this movie is getting the creative director role instead. Darcy is coming this afternoon. On a positive note, for him, somehow, his ex, Gigi, has gotten married. And he, like, I I think he wants to make out with her at the wedding. He seems to think he's God's gift to all women, including women that he's already had and gotten rid of. Yeah. And she was okay with it. 
Yeah, I think if it wasn't at the wedding, she would have made out with him. Even though she hates him, mm-hmm. clearly. She despises him. I don't understand the attraction of this dickhead. Some dudes are just like that. I guess. Since there's a honeymoon, Nick gets his daughter, Alex. Nick is pissed she has a boyfriend at 13. But she's 15. Once again, just proving that this man sucks. They could not bury this man any deeper. He's very self-centered. Narcissistic, even. So they get to the meeting the next day, and Nick drops his pen and meets Darcy on his knees. But he's too busy staring at her fucking calves. He's into her um, below the knee. Yeah, that's not the only time they focused on that. No, when she's in her office later, they like focus on her feet. Yeah, she has her feet propped up with her shoes off. And stuff. Yeah, and at one point in time, he closes the door a little bit so that like only her feet are showing. Mm-hmm. And then he opens it again. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what? Is this it's a... like that. Is this a Quentin Tarantino yeah, movie? Yeah, Tarantino movie. <laughs> like, what's going on here? He probably loves this movie. Oh my God, he just loves that part. Darcy gives a nice rah-rah speech about the team. I've heard this speech 1,000 times. Two heads are better than one. Five heads are better than two. Not always, honestly. You get too many people fucking giving her ideas and nothing gets done. Sometimes you need one head. <laughs> That's it. That's a look on your face. <laughs> So they're going to target advertising for women. And this is bad news for Big Dick Nick. They all have to come up with an ad. The other girl said it wasn't that big. Yeah, she did say, because he made the joke about uh, grande or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think it's grande. Yeah. And she... She's like, not that grande. No. No, very average. Mel Gibson dick. So they have to come up with these ads for something in this pink box. It's all products that women would want exclusively, except the Visa card. But it's all stereotypical woman shit. It's like lipstick. Pantyhose. Mascara. A bra fingernail polish bath beads what are bath beads they like dissolve and so like a bath bomb basically okay Mm -hmm. um wax i think that's it lipstick you use half this shit i don't use any of that shit yes you do i don't use lipstick i don't use pantyhose not against it i don't know what they do i don't know how they feel you definitely wax not recently i'm not afraid to wax I, I have a very... Oh, wait. I am your anesthetist. Not too. anymore. You stopped doing that, too. I would wax you. You didn't wax yourself. It's hard to wax yourself. You waxed your arms. It's not like you're fucking waxing your, waxing your ass. Right. I think it would be easier to wax my ass. You think you could wax your own ass? I think it'd be easier. Than waxing your own arm. Yeah. Because you have to pull the skin tight. And if you're waxing your own arm, you only have one hand available. I might miss some spots on my ass. <laughs> but by the time I got done waxing my arms, I was bruised and bleeding and shit. Because I'd have to keep going over and over it because I can't pull the skin tight with one hand. So I think my ass would be easier. I mean, you could have went with just my leg and I would have said that would be easier too. But you went with ass. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? That's funny. Nick's busy watching The Hunt for Red October and baseball and getting drunk. There's too much estrogen in baseball. Or there's too much estrogen on TV. The cure Just for that? crying in baseball. Do you know what the cure for estrogen on TV is? Frank Sinatra singing I Won't Dance. A song in which Frank Sinatra, like, worships a woman. 
he thinks Frank Sinatra is like the manliest of manly, but Frank Sinatra sings a lot of fucking love songs. Men can't be in love? They can. That's but his whole thing is this is too girly. Whereas Frank Sinatra isn't Frank Sinatra has this like reputation of not being in touch with his emotional side, but he is in his songs. He sings a lot about love a lot. He might be rough and tough on the exterior, but inside he's a softy. Okay. He also dances alone in his apartment, which again, not super manly to dance around with a fucking like top hat. Nick trying to pitch for lipstick. He's got to think like a broad because broads won't like his ideas. I hate that word. Do you think it's from this movie? I don't know. You do not like when I say it. Every time you say it, it just, it goes through me. I can't stand it. It it seems so derogatory and disrespectful and you do not think so. Well, I usually, to be fair, I often use it in a derogatory way. And if I wasn't using broad, I would probably use another word, like asshole or bitch or whatever, or cunt. So you are using it in a derogatory way. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm just using it, like, funnily, like, old-timey word. But sometimes I'm like, and in this stupid fucking broad, where I could say stupid fucking bitch, stupid fucking cunt, I think it's less bad than those other words. Yeah, it is. You're saying it's synonymous with them. It's got a negative connotation. Sure, but it's all in the context of how you use a word. If someone like burns me with a joke, one of my like, one of my friends, I'm like, "Oh, you bitch!" That's not derogatory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different. It's all in the context. So sometimes it is derogatory, and sometimes it's not. I don't like when you use it. I don't use it that much. It's not like I'm running around here like, all right, broads, get in the car. You're walking. I don't I don't use it once a week, I don't think. I rarely say that word. You're acting like, I'm like, I say broads and coppers. And she, like, like I am a fucking gangster from no, 1932. I'm, not. I'm just saying, you use it. You've used it our whole relationship, and I've always hated it. And you just asked, did I think it came from this movie? And I don't know. But you do know. But that... when he used it in this movie, I looked at you, and you looked at me, <laughs> and you fucking knew. I did. I did. So then, why are you acting like I'm acting like you use it all the time? I, I'm just defending myself here. I don't use broad all the time. But I looked at you, and you looked at me. You knew. Because I know that you don't like when I say it. And I actively try not to say it around you because I fucking know you don't like it. I think you sometimes actively do use it around <laughs> Once me. Because in a while, you know again, it depends like on the it. context. Anyway. Anyway. Like, it's, like he said, Broads <laughs> won't like his ideas. <laughs> See, why he shouldn't be using the word Broads in the year 2000. Because no. he's not using it, like, ironically. Or anything like that. He's using it like he says broads all the time. He changes the music to something more feminine. Bitch by Meredith Brooks. You like this song? I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm yes, a sin. I don't like the way he sang it. Do you like the way I sang it? No. He is drunk and actively using the products. Which, kudos to him. 
He's doing some research on his fucking products. He could have just drank and not done anything. See, he's taking his job seriously. Right, and they expected him to not. Mm-hmm. But he is. He's taking it semi-seriously. He is blitzed on wine. This is just an excuse to get Mel Gibson shirtless, by the way. Oh, okay. He's looking pretty fucking jacked in this movie. Maybe he's not jacked, shirtless. but cut he's up. He's completely naked and nothing but pantyhose. Yeah, that's... that's. At one point, he was in a towel, too. And now he's going to wax himself. He does not love it, this waxing. No, and he's using hot wax, too. Oh, yeah. You don't even use hot wax. No, I use sugar wax. I almost call it honey wax. No, not honey. Sugar. And he did actually wax himself in this movie. Oh, did you look it up? Yes, he did. He said it was not as painful as he acted in this movie, which, duh. <laughs> like, obviously, you're not going to fucking wax yourself and fly out of the room from it, mm-hmm. but... Yes, he did wax himself. I'm pretty sure Steve Carell in the 40-year-old version, Virgin, when they did that waxing scene. Do you remember that? It's like iconic. They wax his chest. Mm -hmm. He waxed himself. Well, he didn't wax himself. He got waxed. Mm -hmm. Stalking time. One leg down, two to go. This man loves his own dick. Yeah, that was gross. That is a joke I would tell. Some sort of tripod-esque joke. Yes, you do that often. But I can back it up on, like, this guy. Grande. Hmm. They call me Rico Grande. Oh, they don't. Who's they? Doesn't matter who they are. Me. Only. <laughs> you call yourself Rico Grande? Yeah. That's my Xbox name. That's not true. These are all lies. True lies. Crawl the Warrior King. <laughs> Crawl the Warrior King. That's got to be coming up soon, huh? Have we not done that one? Somehow, no. I don't think. Let me check my list. We did 10 Things I Hate About You. I think that's the only 10 yeah, movies we did. Yeah, because you hate me. It's on there. So I already did it. How it's got 10 days. Hmm. I'll have to look. We did, because that's um the the... Love Fern, you let it die. Yeah, maybe we did. Because I gave the girlfriend to Love Fern. Yeah. And she let it die. It's not dead. Oh, isn't it? No. Wow. She let it live. So before you can get the bra on, just in time for Alex to bring home her boyfriend. Cameron. Yeah. And he seems like a fucking loser. What would you do if our daughter brought home a boy like that? I would have choice. I would scare him, probably. You're scary. Apparently. Some little kid at our son's basketball practice. Girls are scared of you. Boys aren't usually. Uh, I can scare a boy. You think I can't scare a boy? I don't know if you can. I just said you haven't. I'll scare a fucking boy. Why? To prove I can. Okay. Don't scare any of my boys. No, I won't. I have to scare a random boy. Okay. Nick slips on the bath beads and falls in the tub with the blow dryer. This is what we'd usually deem fatal. Yeah. Yeah, that should have killed him. Not him, though. This just makes him be able to hear the thoughts of women, which is so bizarre. What a crazy circumstance we've found ourselves in. It's the plot of the movie. The one thing he needs, he gets from falling in the bathtub with a blow dryer. That's crazy to think that that is the plot of the movie. 
but it's the plot of the movie. Okay, it's but the it whole is, point of the movie. But it is, but it is crazy to think that this could happen. Okay. But we'll accept but it. We don't think that this could happen. We'll, we'll, it's just entertainment. Yes, we'll accept it. I agree, but it, it's a fucking pretty big leap that they went to here to get this. Yeah, like one dog with rabies is just going to kill the entire fucking town. Well, he only killed a couple of people in a car. He's kind of fine now, right? Like, he just kind of wakes up. Yeah, he just... And he can hear people's thoughts. Naps on the ground. The, uh, naps on the floor of the bathroom all night. He, yeah, and just is, is kind of okay. His hair looks better, which I don't know is from the conditioner. That's what they're implying. Or the shock. The electricity. Yeah. So he hears his maid talking shit, and the lady hauling his cab is talking about his cute butt. And he's being inundated with female thoughts, including from pets. Which I could have just done without that. Yeah. They didn't need to throw that in there. They can also hear the Your thoughts of female boobs. animals. Yeah. That's weird. And the dog's like, I have to shit. No, she has to poo-poo. Oh, poo-poo. Yeah, because it's French. Poo-poo. Um, well, you're outside, dog. That's where you shit, so do it. What What? What are you waiting for? That's where you're supposed to shit. And everyone in the office thinks he's a piece of shit because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. His two secretaries, though, they have no thoughts because they're morons. They're just empty-headed morons. He's confiding in his buddy who does not believe him. That's when we meet the suicide girl. It's a real bummer. Her name's Erin. Mm-hmm. See, I remember her name. Congratulations. Thank you. He bombs on his presentation because he just goes with, I was thinking of some girl naked, basically, with like water running down her ass crack. Basically mm-hmm. what he thought. Mm-hmm. But then he steals an idea about taking Advil to avoid sex. And that kind of bombs too, but it gets him some cred because at least he's thinking outside his normal, let's put a naked girl on it. Yeah. And he was pretty bummed that even though he could read her mind, she didn't admit it. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming this is the first time he realized people lie all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what is he, a fucking child? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this guy's problem? Cameron is 18. She is 15. This is not okay. Again, loser like Cameron. Age appropriate, I would be mean to him. 18, 15, I might fucking hit him because he's an adult. Yeah, he's 18. Go ahead. It's been a while since you hit somebody, so. Too long, too long. He's very protective of his daughter, and that's wild considering how he treats everyone else's daughters. Hmm. Right? It's very true. So he's replaying last night. He's going through the motions, he's getting drunk, he's using all the products, except this time he's getting struck by lightning, which works immediately. He immediately gets struck by lightning. Yeah, because that happens all the time. I don't think it's that easy to get struck by lightning. No. Like, everybody always says, oh my god, don't go near the windows or don't shower when it's lightning. I think it's so hard to get struck by lightning. You have to try so hard to get struck by lightning. This guy just holds a fucking blow dryer Mm -hmm. off his balcony and gets hit immediately by lightning. And also, once again, does not die. Gets fucking electrocuted. Fine. Two days in a row. Yeah. And doesn't die. Two fatal electrocutions. Yeah. And he'd probably be deaf from the lightning hitting him. I was so close to lightning hitting one time when I came out of the gym. It was like 25 feet it hit. Yeah. And I could not hear. talked about it on the podcast. I could not hear for a while. I thought I was just deaf in my one ear. For a while. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy is just fine all the time. He doesn't smell like 
like burnt hair or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now he can't even find a woman to listen to. There are no women. He goes to like Macy's. He hears nothing until those two people doing sign language that gets him back into it. And then he hears everything. So he goes to the couples therapist, which is where I would go. You would never go to a couples therapist. To save our marriage or something, I would. Not like on a whim because I'm hearing people's thoughts. You just said you would go. You said, which is where I would go. Well, I was kidding about that. That's definitely not where I would go. Where would where would I go if I was hearing people's thoughts? I know where I would go if you were hearing my thoughts. Somewhere else? <laughs> Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. If I was hearing people's thoughts, I would probably try to make money off it. I would become like that John Edwards guy. Not you'd the some, former president. You'd start your cult, huh? Yeah, it, it all goes back to that. I would try to make money off it. Well, you would be able to prove that you were some sort of god if you could read people's thoughts anyway. You know what I would not use it for? Sex. I would feel horrific. What do you mean, use it for sex? Like, like he was reading people's thoughts to get them in bed. Oh, I thought you meant like how he used it during sex. No, I might do it then. Yeah, I would do it then because we've already gotten to that point. But I would not use it to get someone to have sex with me. Right. I would feel horrible. Right. That's coercion. Yeah. Don't like it. Of course, this fucking pig does it. But using it during sex to be better at sex. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, The therapist doesn't believe him. And this is easy to prove, which he does. Like, it's pretty easy to prove this. Yes. You don't have to go through all the rigmarole and be like, oh, I'm going to call somebody. You just think of some shit. Mm -hmm. And then if they know it, he's proved it. Mm -hmm. This is easy to prove. Mm -hmm. Because you can just think of a random thing. Mm -hmm. And if you can prove it over and over, easy. She loves it. So she goes and gets high, which is, all right, I guess. That's weird. She's right, though. This is a gift. But with great power comes great responsibility. I learned that from... Batman? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, okay. Yeah. And this this guy... I don't know, man. I don't know if he's responsible enough for this shit. It's good that, it's good that he eventually loses it. But as an ad agent, this is great. You could sell shit to people all day. If you know what they want. That's true. He finds out the barista is super into him. So, like I said, he's using his gift for evil. Like, he hears her say, please don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. And then he fucks her. And hurts and her. And hurts her. Mm-hmm. He, he, on purpose. Like, he, he's a monster. He's a bad guy. Where, like, halfway through this really long movie. And he's still being a bitch. Mm-hmm. He does make amends around the office a little bit. And he notices the suicidal girl. So, he he's getting there. But he's still being a, a cock. Yeah. Constantly. He even tries to smooze the boss. Smooze the boss. Schmooze the boss. They want the Nike's women division, which he knows because he read her mind. Nick steals her idea, then talks to his daughter on the phone. But not like, like he normally talks to his daughter. Like he's actually a good dad is how he talks to his mm-hmm. daughter. To impress her. Who he's actively sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Why would he want to impress her then? I don't know. I have no clue because this guy wants to fuck everybody. But that's not you. I don't sabotage people. I just wanted to fuck everybody. No. 
Just give me your money. The money. Show me the money. Yeah. Or your boobs. Like. Oh, okay. Either one's fine. Your cups. No, I want the money. I want money more than I do. Even when I have a bunch of money, I'm so stressed out about money. So, yeah. And even when you have a bunch of boobs, you still want more boobs. But I'm not stressed about it. I'm not, like, worried about it. You're right. So it's all about the dress. This is good advice, I think. I don't know. Not a woman. Prom. Is it all about the dress? Yes. It is also all about the mother. I've tried telling our daughter this. She did not seem to care about if I was involved with homecoming or not. And I told her that prom is about me. Yeah, it's not about you anymore. <laughs> Grow up. Girl. We Child. will go dress shopping, and we will do your nails, and we will get your hair done professionally, and we will make this an all-day thing of me and you together. And I won't be, like, cleaning my gun dad or, like, threatening the boy dad. If the boy is like Cameron, you will. But if the boy is like our current boyfriend, it's fine. Okay. He kisses up to his daughter, shows off for the friends, then goes on a date with the barista. So even these young girls he has to impress. Mm-hmm. It's it's compulsive. He has to impress girls. Well, they didn't like him at first. He's a cock <laughs> dickhead. Yeah. So, like, of course they don't, because he sucks. Why did anybody like this fucking guy? Right. He makes out with the barista under some bridge. I want to sing Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You have sang enough. I know. That's why I'm not. Thank you. But I even wrote, like, little lyrics of my own, because oh he's kissing a girl God. under the bridge. It's It's fine. She wants to take him to her apartment, and she does. She is super rude about his performance and the size of his dick, so much so that he cannot perform. Right. Well, the size of his dick, he's probably a grower, not a shower, and he wasn't ready because she was. he was in her head, and she wasn't having a good time, and she wanted to fake it. Yeah. Why? I, I don't think he needed to make excuses for this guy. Maybe he just has an average dick. Okay. Not grande. But then he does use it. He utilizes it right. well. But also because he has inside information. By inside information, I mean her in her brain. So he does pull through. He fucked her silly. She's like rolling around and shit. And she says, well, she thinks Nick Marshall is a sex god. Mm-hmm. Little does she know this is the last time she'd experience the Zeus of sex. We get the montage, the rom-com montage of him doing classic girl stuff, nails, yoga, etc. This is just research, but it's also him turning into a girl kind of. He is kind of becoming a female. He's kind of starting to understand what they go through. But he keeps stealing all of his boss's ideas Mm -hmm. throughout all of this. And, like, obviously so. So much so that I'm surprised she's like, not like, are you psychic? Right. Because you're just literally everything I think you're saying. Yeah, he took it a little too far. Yeah, he's not good at this. He also starts telling jokes about how awful dudes are. This is a departure from when he was telling jokes about how awful women are, Mm -hmm. you know. And now he's funny. Yeah. Because you should be punching up. Yes. Always punch up. And you can self-deprecate a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you don't mean it. It's fine. So he's actually liking being a woman. He's into this. And he's starting to work out the Nike deal with Darcy. They're coming clean about how they prejudged one another. Mm -hmm. He was wrong about her. She's a fucking dead on about him. Yeah. Uh, she looks at his penis, which embarrasses her. He knows she looks at his penis. So he 
like thrusts his penis at her. He like shoots it at her. Yeah. He's like, ready eye. Look at it again. And she does. She looks right at it again. Yeah. And pretends she has something in her ass. Yeah. Which is his penis. <laughs> Shot it across the room right in her eye. Like a yo-yo ball. Yeah. They're both burning the midnight oil and he's going to help her even though he scheduled an appointment specifically to fuck her over. He put her in this situation and now he's going to help her. These are mixed signals this man is shooting off. I think he's a little mixed up on the inside himself. He's going through a lot right now. It's about damn time. And they are falling in love. Started with her feet. It did. It really did. It started with the heels and then her bare feet. This man is a foot guy. It's time to dress shop. He seemingly hates some very inoffensive dresses here. A lot of these dresses, he's like, absolutely not, are just fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong. Like, oh, God, look at her shoulder blades. What are you, fucking a Puritan? Yeah, a goddamn pilgrim? The fuck is wrong with this guy? They do finally agree on a dress, which it's a fine dress. It was not my favorite of any of the dresses they looked at. It's fine. And she admits in her mind that she's going to fuck this boy. Yeah. It's her last night is approaching. Yeah. So he's going to try to have the sex talk with her. And she's kind of brutal to him about it. The guests at the restaurant are also brutal to him about it. But in their minds. Yeah. There's not much sympathy. There was one mom there that said, I think it went okay. Yeah. She's delusional. It definitely didn't go okay. Although it did. In the end. Yeah. He channel surfs again. This is a callback to earlier. Because now he's stopped on all the girly shit. Girls don't like boxing. But they like Richard Simmons. And he starts crying. Yeah. Movie's kind of sexist. Because girls do like boxing. Girls do like sports. Girls girls do like guy things too. Mm-hmm. Um, girls aren't all what this movie is portraying them as. Yeah. So I was talking about football at work the other day and another guy was there and he looked at me. He goes, you're a girl. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so this movie for what it's trying to prove is also kind of sexist. Mm-hmm. Both ways too. Sexist against dudes and yes. women. They were in the nineties. Yeah. Darcy calls him and she thinks, and he hears it, but he thinks she's talking. Phone calls are a bad idea for this guy. Yes. He needs the FaceTime only. Yeah, how can you tell if they're actually talking or not? But anyway, he he's able to somehow get Pull through this. Yeah. yeah. And they go in the back door, which is some sort of jazz club. That sounds like butt stuff. <laughs> he overplay like I said, he overplays his hand pretty often. And he's lucky like the idea that this could be what's actually going on is so unbelievable. Right. Otherwise, they'd pick up on it. But nobody would ever be like, you were just reading my mind. Right. Because nobody would believe that. He's fallen hard and they're a-kissing. This fucking ghoul has been stealing all of her ideas. She goes on and on about competing with her husband in the job and how she couldn't be... He is doing the same thing as her ex-husband did. Mm -hmm. And now he's making out with her after she bared her soul about it. Knowing full well he's doing exactly that. Mm -hmm. He is a fucking monster. He is. Still in this movie. He is still a monster. Yes. He's an exceptionally good kisser, according to Darcy. I think it's probably because he kisses like a girl now, and girls are better kissers than guys. 
That's what I think. Okay. Does it make sense? Or do you think he's just had enough practice listening to all the fucking girls he kissed? Because I think in reality he's only kissed one girl. Right, he's only kissed one girl. So is it all from? Is it all from her? Criticizing him. They just really like each other, and she likes the way he kisses. Could be. I took it as he learned how to kiss. You. He's probably kissed a lot of girls, so he's had a lot of practice. Right, but I mean, the most recent girl that he kissed was like, ill, too much tongue. Right, but he was probably just really excited in that moment. So he might just give too much tongue when he's fucking on top of her. And plus that can make it feel like it's too much when someone's literally on top of you and they're like split, their spit can like gravity into your mouth. Yeah, and you're trying to breathe and they're on your lungs. They're on you, literally on you. Now, to be fair... Nick could have worked his way into her bed, and he did not. Mm-hmm. He did not take advantage of this situation for the first fucking time in this movie. See, he's changing. Yes. He gets home, and the barista girl is there. He did not call her, and she knows his secret. And he immediately thinks she, that she knows he's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. Which, well, how would she know that? But no, he's totally gay. That's what she says. And he admits it. He's gay, as gay as it gets. And this solves everything. Because apparently this woman is a fucking moron. Right. So he's, once again, showing that he's changing. He's admitting that he's gay to not hurt her feelings. Correct. But he also did ghost her and forced her into this. He thinks Darcy should do the pitch. Now, this is the biggest change. He actively knows the wheels are in motion for his plot here. Mm Mm-hmm. And he wants her to do the pitch so she doesn't lose her job. Right. Even though that's what he's built for the whole movie. Suicide Girl is back and she's still talking about being Suicide Girl. Nick finds out she wanted to be a copywriter, but he turned her down without even giving her a meeting. Because, prick. We also find out women don't have penis envy, only guys do. Bet I, I bet that's true. What do you mean penis envy? Well, it's weird because I never thought that women did have penis envy. Like, guys are the ones that are obsessed with their dicks. Girls don't really care. Don't really care about your dick? Yeah, not really. So I'll read it to you. It was Freud. So... Female psychosexual development in which young girls experience anxiety upon realization that they do not have a penis. I never thought it was that. But I guess the word penis envy does make sense. But I always thought it was guys are envious of other guys' penises, that theirs isn't enough. The only time I wish I had a penis is... When I'm having sex with my girlfriend. I bet you'd want to want that, though. <laughs> There's just certain times. There's some times where you're just like, if only I had a penis. I've never been like, if only I had a vagina. Because so. you have a penis. Maybe you do have penis envy. Maybe I do. Weird. I can just call you up. Hey, we need to use your penis. Yeah, I'd be like, here, take it. And I'd throw it at you like Mel Gibson. <laughs> Here you go. So he nails the Nike deal. Now he wants to come clean to Darcy, which is a fucking bonehead idea. You never have to do that. Thankfully, she breaks in with champagne. She's kind of a drunk. She's drunk a lot. 
Uh, she wants to celebrate. She wants to show him something, and it's her apartment. She's so proud. She has a place, and she should be proud. Mm-hmm. She's worked very hard for this. Mm-hmm. And little does she know this fucking monster that she's having this emotional moment with is ruining it, take for her. it from her. Yeah. They kiss. This does not happen if he finishes the letter. None of this joy happens. Poof. It's gone if he finishes that letter. The apartment is not finished. There's still two weeks. So they do a little dancing to a lot of Sinatra. And now Nick is getting her fucking job. He doesn't want it. He's forcing his boss to rehire Darcy, which works surprisingly well. Yeah. That's not how jobs work. But... No. Aaron did not show up for work. So we're thinking the worst for her, obviously. Nick is going to her first. So he's triaging here. And it doesn't really matter because Marcy Darcy is fucking ignoring him anyway. So he's going to go to the life and death scenario first, which is the right move. Mm -hmm. She apparently lives in Chinatown. Lightning strikes and sparks shower Nick. He was not electrocuted here. No, he was not. He just got hit with sparks, Mm -hmm. which might hurt. This is the only time it wasn't fatal. And it it knocks the fucking power out of him somehow, even though he does not get electrocuted this time. So he lets himself into the apartment. He finds pills and a suicide note. I think it's a suicide note. You don't really know what it is. Right. It could just be a letter to her mom. She might have just not gone to work today. But he's going to give her the job on that Nike account. He's going to make her a copywriter. He's going to make good. Mm-hmm. And this makes her happy. This is good. And now he has to fix things with Darcy. He's at her other place, or she's at her other place having a bath. Because, like, he goes to her new apartment, but why would she be there when there's nothing in right. it? Right, there's nothing there. There's a lot of trench coats in this movie. A lot of people wearing trench coats. I wonder if that's still a thing. I like a good trench coat. I know what you've said. Uh, Gigi is calling from her honeymoon. Apparently, Alex called from a payphone and got disconnected. So, Dad is off to the prom. Alex is in the bathroom crying for, like, the last hour, she says. Cameron and his friends had big plans. Rented a hotel room. She promised him she was going to sleep with him after the prom. She told him she wasn't ready, though, during the prom. He did not like this and said he shouldn't have asked a stupid sophomore to the prom and started making out with his ex. Who, like, who was his ex there with? That she's just free to make out. Who knows? And I told you this Cameron motherfucker was a loser. Yes, you did. I knew it for myself also, but yes, you did. We can see him from a mile away, these fucking losers. Now she kind of likes her dad, though, because she calls him dad. And he should have beat up Cameron. Yeah. Because he's, he's an adult. He should have beat the shit out of that man in the prom. Mm-hmm. This is a failing on his part. You go out there and you physically assault someone for your daughter. That's what you do, Mel Gibson. Okay. But now he's empty inside, even though he has this rekindled relationship with his daughter because of Darcy and what he did to her. He's headed over to her place to do the right thing. She does buzz him in. She is at her fucking apartment, empty apartment, and he's coming clean. He's also talking about how great she is. He's gaslighting her this whole fucking time. His apology is also a love bomb. This dude is a narcissist, okay? That's just, yeah. that's what he is. Like right now, this isn't okay either. The whole time. Yeah. They are just showing you classic narcissism. Yeah, and he never gets over it, really. No, we... They can't. There's no cure. <laughs> she fires him. Mm-hmm. 
So he storms off, which again, now he's hurt, even though he did the same fucking thing and he's asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't want that to be it, and neither does she. She loves him and will rescue him. Like, how fucking dare this movie end with her rescuing him? How fucking dare you? Yes, with him being the center of the universe again. Yeah, it's all about him. He does get her her job back, which he lost for her, mm-hmm. and she's going to save him. Right. He got her her job back, but she fucking earned that job. That's her job. He should have never took it in the first place. Yeah. Like, he's this knight in shining armor. How fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. And then they make out, of course, because he has to win, too. Mm-hmm. Like He has to get the girl. He has to get the girl. He has to keep his job unbelievable how fucking dare you roll credits that was what women want a semi-sexist rom-com from the year 2000 yep this was directed by nancy myers a female director which is pretty rare now that's sexist listen to you well it is pretty rare that's a fact you um you have to think this was big for as a female writer and director like trying to make it into a man's world. And you can kind of see that in this movie. Yeah. Like if you're especially late 90s, early 2000s, and it was worse before that. It's it's not even great now, but it's a whole fucking hell of a lot better. She is Darcy. Right. Like the director is Darcy. You can like, she doesn't have to say that or whatever, but I it would be impossible for me to imagine her coming up in this fucking man's world with these pigs I mean, we're talking, this is prime Harvey Weinstein, right. 90s, 2000s, just prime, still piggish dudes running everything in Hollywood. Fucking actresses to get parts, all that shit. This was very much going on at that point in time. So I would be very hard pressed to believe that she did not see herself in Darcy at least a little bit in this movie and that colored a lot of it. Which is fine. Yeah. Like. So I don't think like this. Like what? I don't think in sentences. No, I I don't either. Like I don't. Like, I don't. I don't see how this could actually work in real life. I mean, I know it can't anyway. But I'm saying like, you would only get like weird snippets of like feelings and images not really words like i don't think in words usually no like if somebody says i'm trying to think of a word if somebody says something stupid i'll just be like shut the fuck up in my mind or whatever yeah right yeah i'll get one of those sometimes um but i don't walk past somebody and thinking words i 90 percent of the time i don't walk past anybody and even think of them no i walk right past them Mm -hmm. and if there is some kind of thought it's probably because I already have some sort of personal relationship with them and I'll just talk to them. So like, hey, what's up? Or, holy fuck, you see? Even if I'm actively, I got a lot on my mind, I'm thinking about things today. The only words that are going to be in my brain are still going to be like whatever song is playing in there. Yeah, you will get that. I always have a song. You'll get that from me. In my head. It's always stuck in my head. You'll hear a lot of fucking punk rock. Right. Songs and sometimes I just get like random 
sayings like that'll just repeat over and over again like yeah. a song but that noise is not what i'm actually thinking about mm-hmm. so you couldn't even get real thoughts from me is that how people's brains really are like internal monologue if i'm trying to work through a problem i do have that but it's only if i'm f- like focused on something i don't just have this straight internal monologue with myself throughout the course of the day my brain is psychotic and it just moves yeah i don't remember what it was but but... it's also not words like i can be looking at you and focusing on the words that you're saying with like also this random thought of like i wonder if the love fern really is still alive yeah and also i have to go to work tomorrow and i still haven't taken a shower and it's getting really late like there's all of this stuff is in there, but right. they're not words. They're just feelings. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My brain is more like, did you ever see like when you were a kid you and you had a tablet or a notebook or something and you would draw a cartoon and flip through the pages mm-hmm. and it would look like the thing's running or something. It's like a stick figure running. Mm-hmm. My brain is like that, but the next page is just something completely different. Nothing to do with it. You have a million tabs open. Yeah, at all times. And I'm actively cycling through them constantly. But, but like, internal monologue, as far as, like, this movie goes, no. I don't I don't generally um, see someone and be like, oh, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, you tell sh- shitty jokes. Right. I generally don't think of anyone when I see them. I mean, like... There's, like, this one dude that every time he's a child, he comes up to me at work. I know that he's going to fucking touch me. So, like, yeah, if I see him walking towards me, then probably my internal monologue is, fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. And then, so, like, in that case, he would hear that. Yeah. So, maybe, maybe there would be a little bit of that for you. In my case, like, I'm very... I don't want to say focused, but I'm very in my own world all the time. I'm rarely thinking about what exactly is going on from walking down the hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I do weird things like look for exits and things like that because I always want to know how to not be trapped somewhere. Right. But you're not thinking a monologue of, oh, Mm -mm. there's the exit in case there's a fire. No. Like, that's not what you say in your head. You just happen to glance at the exit and that tab has now passed. Yeah. I just note it. I put a pin in it, so to speak. But I don't know. I don't know if some people do have internal monologues like this where they talk like this all the time. And it's just one tab open. Mm. I can't imagine that's the case for most people. One tab open. I guess I just had to do it that way for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. How else would you do it? Would you want this power? No. Not at all? No. I would be too scared to learn the truth. About how people feel about you? Mm-hmm. I already assume everybody dislikes me. <laughs> but you think that everybody loves you. No. I think... I don't know. I'm conflicted. I always think I'm on everyone's nerves. I always think that everyone's lying to me. I don't know that I think everyone's lying to me. I just feel like I'm always inconveniencing everyone. And I think I would be bummed out to find out that I really am. But 
it would also be a fucking huge relief to find out that I'm not, if it's not true. Right. The problem is I think everybody talks shit about everybody in their own head. And it doesn't mean that that's how they really feel. Right. But no, I don't think I'd want this power either. I would be too, I would be too scared that I couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if it was one of those powers that you could, like, turn on right that second, like, when you're really trying to get something out of somebody. Yeah. It like, feels like... really telling me the truth, but to it to be forced on you all the time, and like you said, just because they're feeling like that right that second doesn't mean that that's how they truly feel or how they feel all the time. Right. Whew. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. No, and it's probably just, like, hearing in general. Like, you can't not hear. You can't, it's, you just can't. Right. You can't turn your ears off. It's not how it works. Right. I'm sure so, this would be pretty so no, similar. I would not want this power. I tend to agree. What Women Want made $374.1 million on a budget of $70 million. So it was successful. And again, I mourn the loss of these single run mid-level comedies that made a bunch of money and didn't cost much to make. No hope for a sequel. None of that shit. Right. I I mourn the loss of these. Yeah. I do wish there was more just that was a good movie and the end of it. Yeah. No more of it. I don't want to see part two of this because it would suck. Mm-hmm. The story was a series. Told. Don't put it on Netflix and turn it into a show. Like, stop. Because what would happen is they would have to replace Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt because neither of them would be in the sequel and the woman would then hear what men want. And that's what the next movie would be. Mm-hmm. What men want. Sex. And be, sex, 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 sex. Yep. Football and sex. Beer. Money. Yeah, money. I mean. <laughs> money is a reasonable thing. Um, It has a score of 54% on Rotten Tomatoes from both critics and the audience. I don't know that I've ever seen it be exactly the same. Weird. I gave it a three on Letterboxd, which is about a 54 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just an average rom-com with a, with a lot of things that annoy me, honestly. But it's mostly things that annoy me about this guy that you're supposed to like. Next one for you is number 100. 100th episode. And I have a feeling it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a rom-com. Anything. I just know what it won't be. What? Horror. No, it won't be horror. <laughs> Why would the 100th episode of our horror podcast be a horror movie? Right, exactly. <laughs> It's going to be a Disney movie. Uh, great. <laughs> I can't wait. Is that true or is that just... No. Okay. I haven't decided anything. So it could be a Disney movie. But it could not be a horror a movie. Disney. It ain't going to be a fucking horror movie. It's not going to be a horror movie. So do you have anything else to add? No. Then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.